So for, for the listener at home, I'm going to play the uh, voice messages. So the first voice message is from Zoo. So this is my sister. Hey guys, thank you so much for the podcast. Uh, I really enjoy it. Um, I listen to it in my workouts. Uh, my question is about Zelda Breath of the Wild, which you both seem to be rather into. Uh, it's obviously an, an amazing game, but it's also an example of major innovation within the very famous Zelda series, which is itself no stranger to innovation. See the actual factual best entry, which is Majora's Mask. Now, here is my twofold question. One, what do you think makes Breath of the Wild a Zelda game, besides the title and the use of the fairly loose Zelda mythology? And two, do you think you would have liked Breath of the Wild as much if it weren't a Zelda title at all? I.e., what did its status as part of the Zelda canon add to your experience of this game? Thank you. I'd love to know. So she asks, uh, first of all, Breath of the Wild. She is personally insulted, obviously, that we've chosen Breath of the Wild as better than Majora's Mask. Um, mm, yeah. And she and she asks, she asks, what do we think makes uh, makes Breath of the Wild a Zelda game, and would it be as good a game if it weren't a Zelda? I really like this. I thought this was such a cool question. Um, I mean, does it matter if it's not a Zelda game? I mean. We're we're ascribing that there's some sort of goodness or value to the fact that it's a Zelda game. I would argue that it would have been a good game anyway. Um, I think what was that yes. recent game that's basically a clone of Breath of the Wild, Phoenix. Oh, Phoenix Rising. Phoenix Rising, which is yeah, it's a good game. Um, however, I definitely think it benefits from sort of the the lore of the world. I definitely think it works because it shakes up the series so that's kind of it's really nice that it it has some of those pre-established things that happen and in, in certain places it follows them and in others it diverges and that's the the interesting parts especially for a series that's been so um formulaic for so long yeah that's um, the thing that that, that that it dared to change it up completely yes. But it doesn't, do keep but there the are elements. bits, exactly, yeah, it does keep lots of elements. Um, also, it is kind of a callback to Zelda 1, um, yeah. you know, as well as they could do it in the 1980s, you know, um, a big open world where you're not really given much direction other than go out and explore and save the princess. That is Zelda 1, and also Breath of the Wild. Yeah. So I think it does I, what call probably, back. Sorry, carry on. No, 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 that's all I was going to say. It does call back to to yeah. traditional, like super traditional uh, Zelda. Yeah. So, I mean, what make what makes it a Zelda game? I mean, you've got you've got the iconic. Uh, I keep saying iconic. Let's let's get off that. <laughs> if, I mean, I mean, the the fact that you've got kind of Zelda's castle in the end. The fact that it is X High Rule. The fact that um, and you can pick out places. Like, I found it nice, at least, that you could pick out places that were in Ocarina of Time in Hyrule originally. So I think that really adds to it. And Kakariko Village, but Kakariko Village is reimagined. You know, there's there's all sorts of, you know, interesting bits and pieces. And yeah, all do, sorts of callbacks. Yeah, callbacks. And you do you do miss the characters. So, so the world building, I think, really adds to it. And certainly when I was playing it, when, from very early on, I think I had in my mind that this is a post-flood game. 
yeah. like like uh, the world gets flooded at the end of Wind Waker, doesn't it? Yeah. And you know th- that that's a messed up timeline, but it's basically uh, an Ocarina of Time Hyrule in a post Wind Waker flood mm-hmm. world. And I found that really interesting, and the the layers of myth that, that added onto it, and layers of history that, that added, uh, added onto it. And they really do like and play with their myth and history through the shrines. Yeah. Um, but then there are all sorts of things to it, like the kind of very, very Japanesey and old Japanesey influences that make it an interesting game independently of whether it's Zelda. And those aren't necessarily Zelda-y things because they're not... Well, I don't, I don't know on the shrines. You'll probably know more than me whether whether they tie back to um, previous elders beyond the fact that they're shrines, right? Um, in their design or anything like this? Mm, not really, um, right? Unfortunately, but 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 I th- it's it's so well crafted and everything interacts in such a way that I think it would be uh, a really good game if it weren't even if it weren't a Zelda game. Apart from uh, the divine beasts, which <laughs> which, uh, which is obviously a, a pretty cool part of the game, but that they're, they're not that good. That must be said. But the characters are really really strong, and the world and playing around in the world is excellent. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that we we both enjoy about um, Breath of the Wild so much is it's taken this well established uh, tread and retread world and lore. And and, yeah. and that's why it's so compelling is that it's taken this world and then ruined it and then said, and here's what happens after. Like, yeah. it's a post-apocalyptic, uh, you know, that. medieval fantasy and seeing, you know, Hyrule completely devastated, seeing the castle, that that adds, that definitely adds some melancholy and beauty to the game. Like, it means things like the minimal score just have much more of a punch I find mm. and then like finding you know when you find like the the temple of time on the plateau straight away right at the beginning of the game that is like again if you've played uh, ocarina that is another gut punch of a moment you're like oh wicked i know this the, the temple of time i'll go there i'll yeah. go get the master sword and it's completely obliterated and falling apart yeah. and in disrepair and you're like so oh it, that's when the concept like really hits you like this world is completely fucked everything's <laughs> ruined you know and and the real scope of yeah ganon this is what ganon is doing like has done currently he will only get worse like i really find that amazing i don't think another game could um could have done that i think all that world building all those callbacks all that oh here's ganon he's established oh he's really bad like no 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 he's he's literally wiped he's wiped out a world and you're walking in the aftermath of it, it just adds such a beautiful melancholy note to the game uh, that has such high points. I never found the game yeah. like sad or depressing. I just found it really beautiful. Yes, yes. Um, and, and I just found that and added the to the stakes is, of it. Is, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. yeah. So I don't know if that really answers the question. I'm I, mean, I, th- I think we're just going on about how much we like Breath of the Wild again. Yeah, but, I suppose... But, um, I suppose we are. So, yeah, the short answer to that then um, is just that, yeah, it, it's a callback to Zelda 1. And and the world, it being a Zelda game, definitely enhances it, is the short uh, yeah. version of that. It's really hard to tell. And Majora's Mask know, is 
in amazing it's hard to detach it from the Zelda as well because because Ganon and the the castle and all of that is so so much a part of the game that yeah. without it you'd have to have something completely different if yeah, you had a castle fine i mean there's bit, there's so much boss, fine. yeah the, i mean there's the there's the locations there's not so much the characters because there's very few characters in it but the locations things like the master sword you know yeah. even when you get like a the green tunic or or you know any objects that kind of come from the old games you just it just adds something really nice to it and and yeah yeah i i i think i also think it being a zelda game means that when they've deviated so you know just for an example destructible weapons or the fact that the world's in disarray or you know any of the big big changes or the fact that it's so open for example these changes feel so much more impactful because the zelda games have been so formulaic for so long yeah so these diversions feel especially powerful if this was just a new game i'd go oh okay weapons break but because it's a zelda game and weapons are breaking i go huh that's yes. different. Yeah. I mean, in some ways you go, oh, that's lame. But in other ways you go, oh, that's really cool. It means I have to try other things. Either way, yeah. the, the game's filled the, with the, things the, like that. The second time you die in the snow up in the mountains because you haven't figured out how to get the doublet right at the start of the game. Yeah, I definitely know, did that. <laughs> you know, it reminds you, you know, to appreciate life for what it is. Uh, okay, cool. Uh, thank you, Zoo. Thank you for, for, for the question. Yeah, uh, really good question. Majora's Mask is the best, don't worry. So it second, is good. The second question is from Vihilio. Hey guys, it's really cool to hear all your favorite games or all your different take on or on classics. I would really like to know what's your take on multiplayer, and they can be obviously online multiplayers that now are very um, very good or, or technology has come to place that they're very real real time. But also what's your take on offline multiplayer games like when you play with your friends and your family in the same place what are your favorite games or what for example in high school i'm a massive mario party fan here so we'd love to get your take on it so so this was about multiplayer games Mm -hmm. and what's our perspective on multiplayer games and offline versus online as well I think we. I mean, we we frequently mention Goldmine. Goldmine opened the episode. It <laughs> is a hugely relevant game, having been released what twenty years ago now, twenty four years ago. I think it's ninety seven, something like that. Um, uh, do you have so so? Uh, maybe maybe I should start on this. I have actually been playing multiplayer recently. I've been nice. playing. Um, I played Ghost of Tsushima with my sister, and uh, then me and my sister and her boyfriend have formed formed a little fire crew or party or squad or whatever you call it on Fortnite. So we've been playing Fortnite recently as a trio, which I know is one of your favorite games. Absolutely um, love it. Yeah, adore it. And there, um, it, it's really fun. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. It really, it really adds to it. Um, it's just fun to hang out with them uh especially especially now um and uh and i've been genuinely impressed by their actually talking we go on the voice chat and they've learned how to ping items and you know they go about things in a relatively strategic way 
um, once we had a, an amazing moment where we dropped into a jungle and uh, they said, oh, a predator guy tends to hang around this jungle because predator is from the films is in the game now because why not <laughs> and uh and almost immediately three predators turned up and killed us all so that was that was quite amusing just to see them turn up wow in the game. um but yeah you get all sorts of little things and moments and stories like that and it's it's, it's good fun um offline i haven't played anything offline multiplayer for absolutely ages have you i mean I don't have any friends, so <laughs> I don't. I I haven't played much multiplayer, uh, a because schedules and stuff, and I don't know why I always seem to play more single player stuff. Especially a lot of the RPGs are like a lot of them are single player focused. I mean, you can't you can't. It's really difficult to find a time with people as as well. Like it helps yeah. that they're over in America, so I can yeah. kind of play around their lunchtime at weekends. Yeah, and, and you know, not all my friends are um, are gamers, um, and we all have very different tastes. Um, yeah. But I much prefer multiplayer sort of couch co-op, um, especially yeah. growing up, sort of in the nineties. So you know, WWF. having a controller, handing one to a friend, and playing games together, like you know, having them within punching range, being yeah. able to distract them, unplug the controller. Of course. But, like, just seeing their reactions, I, I much, much prefer that. Don't get me wrong, I definitely think there's a place for online multiplayer, the way that it can um, sort of connect you with friends and family and people who are far away and introduce you to entirely new people. Awesome. Yeah. Super awesome. But I personally much prefer, um, you know, playing a game in a room with a person. That's why one of the reasons I love the, the Switch so much, you know, playing some sort of couch co-op of... Yeah of games i i i much prefer it i mean even back in the day i used to play um i used to go to land parties because i'm that cool which is basically where you hook up a bunch of pcs and we used to that was that was the best multiplayer experience i ever had you know everyone's got you're their... there in the same room but then you can use your own screen that's the fundamental <laughs> you're thing, using right? your like yeah you're pretty much using your own you pc don't have to split screen yeah you're using your own pc your own setup so everything's kind of to your own preference and liking yeah um you're usually in the same room, but not always. And yeah, you're just playing, uh, you know, a, a fairly large, expansive PC game. We used to play all kinds of things. Like I mentioned uh, Counter-Strike, but we also used to play like Call okay. of Duty. We used to play Diablo. Um, yeah. We, I think we played a little bit of Baldur's Gate or Icewind Dale or something back in the day. So Did yeah, you do that like loads of... Yes. Is that a multiplayer one? Oh, I didn't realize. Yes. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. Cool. They they always had multiplayer. It, I mean, it was fairly limited what you could do with it, but you could always, uh, yeah, you could play them. Um, see, see, I remember like way, way back, um, playing uh, what was it? Duke Nukem 3D uh, yeah. over modem and oh, uh, yeah. Dungeon Keeper 2 over modem, and uh, oh, probably Dungeon at least two hours of our of our time was spent setting up and trying to get it to work over the phone line. Um, yeah. But yeah. that was fun. But land parties were the same as well. I mean, nothing oh, yeah. just worked. Computers, especially, you know, this oh, we is like 10, Internet 20 years ago. So, so that worked quite well. Things things never worked exactly as they were supposed to. But, you know, that was part of the fun. You always had one person who was much more knowledgeable. So enough techie, nerdy types in a room, you would solve pretty much anything. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, yeah playing, oh, playing like um, Command and Conquer or, oh, or, God, or yeah. Dungeon Keeper or... You know, there were so the many Unreal games. Tournament. We used to... Do you yeah, that? oh, I loved. Un- I that was the rocked best. Unreal Tournament. I was, I was the daddy at that game. On Morpheus, <laughs> um, Gravity. So, 
yeah i i miss those games and and like that was that was a whole experience you know staying up um you know drinking dr pepper and hey yeah not not sleeping and playing all these games against each other and laughing and yeah all, all being together i i personally prefer being with people while playing these games um even like the snares and playing zombies ain't my neighbors and things like that which oh god yeah one of my favorite snares games um it's just great like seeing people's faces while you destroy them at a game <laughs> i just have to replace those people's faces by looking at the faces in cyberpunk it's it's a tragedy yeah. <laughs> fake yeah. faces um uh it is a real shame that um that offline has been so replaced by online recently like yeah like even the consoles themselves are almost actively hostile against uh multiplayer like local multiplayer because you you have fewer and fewer controller ports like you remember you know the golden age of n64 with its four clear control ports right there you can just stick the controller in and you're you're off there off and running and splitting your screen into quarters my god like people today would not like that yeah exactly people couldn't do that these days and considering the tvs in the 90s were so much smaller and less you know worse quality but we but we managed god damn it yeah if you tried to play fortnite with that i'm pretty sure that would be pretty impossible yeah it would go and come from any side go utterly tits up but that's why it was fun like you all got the same disadvantage you're all i remember people like putting bits of cardboard on the tv so you couldn't see your opponent's part of the screen and amazing yeah yeah definitely i i I miss that experience. I definitely think, you know, those kind of couch co-op, not necessarily co-op, sorry, couch multiplayer is definitely my favourite. That said, I, especially with lockdown going on, I I definitely miss um, gaming with people. Um, A lot of the stuff I play is single player, um, either because it's, I'm playing it because I don't have a lot of time or because I'm playing it for a review, which means I can't play it with other people (laughs) until it's released. Um, Yeah, that is a real shame. So I definitely need to make more of a conscious effort, I think, to to play more multiplayer because I I really do enjoy it. I just never do it for some strange reason. I just never do it. We've already got the start of plans to to do that, to do some kind of... We've got to play together at some point and and maybe do a little bit of streamy, streamy. X-Drive Megabox Twitch channel. Yes, yes, XDMBT. I think that's going to have to happen. Yeah, yeah. People fun. can see how bad I am at games. Like, oh, you're really oh God, likewise. likewise. I love it when I go to press Maybe events and I suck at games. Um, I even played Fortnite against some um, some people. Um, 13-year-olds. Yeah, they were. They were, but they were like professional Fortnite players. And of course they kicked my ass, but I couldn't even kill one of them. I died oh, like... No. Yeah. Anyway, if you just start not it bitter. as well, like you shouldn't do that. There's, that's just a mistake. You should just hide hide in a house for all of I your did. first matches. I did. Oh, right, okay, fine. And, and then I, I would sneak up shot. on them and I would miss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or okay. I'd like hit them once and then they'd murder me. Anyway. <laughs> okay. So also final very question. good question. Uh, yeah, very yeah. good question. Yeah, these these were great questions. So please send us some more um, because we can ramble on all day. So, so we have one final question, okay? One, one, one third final question. Oh, so this this is from uh, Mitch. What's up, X Drive Mega Box? Uh, long time listener, first time caller. 
Um, I have a question about uh, sequels, or more specifically, sequels that never got made uh, for games that you think deserved a sequel. Or follow-ups, I guess, would work too, you know, sequel or, or other other games. Um, I remember uh, my brother and I loved um, Star Wars, I think Republic Commando, I think is what it was called. And we always wanted a sequel for that game, and it never came out. But I think you could also make the argument that, um, you know, people wanted a sequel for uh, Banjo-Kazooie for so long. And they didn't exactly get it in Nuts and Bolts because it changed the game so much. Um, or really in ukulele because it was a spiritual successor. Um, so yeah, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm curious to know if there are games that came out that you guys have always wanted a sequel for but never got. Thanks so much. So he asks, are there any sequels that, to games that you wish had happened? Or do you oh, wish... What a good question. Are there any games that you wish did have sequels? Um, hmm. That's a really hard one. Oh, I wish I'd prepped for this. Um, sorry, that was a really annoying noise. <laughs> we, we, no, no problem. We can do um, it next time if you like. Uh, so, games that I wish had sequels. Technically, Planescape has a sequel, but I, I know you couldn't make a sequel to that story, although part of me wants it, but most of me knows that it wouldn't work. Disco Elysium is, again, another same thing. Like, I wish there was a two, but it wouldn't work, so it yeah. shouldn't be. Um, it's tough. I mean... Alien Isolation, that should have a sequel. That's a brilliant game. Oh, he mentioned, he mentioned Ban- Banjo-Kazooie. Nice, and I think that is a really good choice. Oh no, they they did have Banjo Tooie. They did have Banjo Tooie, yeah, which wasn't as good. And then they had Nuts and Bolts, which was fundamentally different. Mm. Um, I, I I mean, Half Life Three would obviously be very Half-Life acceptable. 3, yeah. Sleeping Dogs um, Two. Did you ever play Sleeping Dogs? I never played Sleeping Dogs. That's one that always turns up in the sales, but I've never played it. System Shock 3 would have been good. I think think Night Dive Studios are working... I know they're working on a remake of System Shock 1, but I think they were talking maybe about making a 3, unless I'm wrong. Um, Obviously, Baldur's Gate 3 is a thing, so I would have said that a while back. Um, I loved XCOM... The, the Firaxis, the recent ones, XCOM 2 and 3. I know they made Chimera Squad, but I'd love to see a, an XCOM 3. Um, trying to think of others that I would that I would really want to see a sequel to. Um, because some, some, like, I'm thinking of The Witness, for instance, which I really like, uh, 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 really, uh, 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 games I love, but then... They probably wouldn't benefit any from a from a sequel, but then there are also loads of games which just got cancelled, which I would have loved to have seen. And this isn't quite on kind of sequel bounty, but for some reason, a couple from way in the past, obviously as a, as always, popped into my head. One was Picasso. Did oh, you yeah. hear, do you remember this? So this is one which I think was for N64 or GameCube, which was you play an art thief. And uh, so it was a kind of stealth action-y game where you have to kind of steal art, sneak in and steal art. So that was in development for N64 and it just sounded very interesting. I remember kind of finding it a shame that that was cancelled at the time. Um, Okay. 
what was the other one? I can't remember what the other one was now. I, I had it in my head a moment ago, but now it's gone. But it's from around the same time. Oh, no, I, I know. Simsville? Oh, yeah. I don't know if you played The Sims, but um, yeah. But it was like halfway between The Sims and SimCity. And it no, I remember really Simsville cool specifically, yeah. I, I yeah. vaguely remember that. But that's going <clears> to be in development for quite a long time, but then uh, they, they just decided that it was too close to normal SimCity. I think uh, South Park, Fractured But Whole, that made me laugh a lot. I think that definitely deserves uh, yeah. a They'll third. do another one, surely. I hope so. I mean, yeah, the... Stick of Truth was really funny as well. So, um, submissions for what the name for that third one should be, please, <laughs> on a postcard. Yeah, that's a good one. I'd like to see a sequel to The Witcher Three because I think Witcher Three is so good. So I think a four. I think they are making a four. I think they are making it. A new Silent Hill game. I would definitely like. Uh, we were talking about Populous earlier. That would be that would be good. Oh yeah, Populous Four. Like bring it back. Some. Uh, and definitely um, Dungeon Keeper, even though there is like an unofficial sequel to Dungeon uh, Keeper. Yeah, maybe, maybe like reboots and revivals. That's quite yeah. an interesting one. Like we talked about Perfect Dark in one of the first episodes. I'd love yeah. a new Perfect Dark. Oh yeah, that is one then. I'd love. Um, I know there was a sequel, but it was for dirty Xbox people. So, <laughs> so um, I want that taken to PlayStation or or whatever. Alpha Protocol, uh, definitely. Uh, yeah. I would like to see an Alpha Protocol too, so that the spy one I was talking about. Arcanum, that will never in a billion years happen, but a sequel to Arcanum or some sort of remake, because I, I truly think it's a really good game. Monkey um, Island, a proper Monkey Island sequel, that would be wonderful. A proper Monkey and, Island sequel. And ignore sequel. that Escape from Monkey Island happened, please. And ignore that all the Telltale games happened, please. A sequel or a remake to Bully. Bully was really good. Yeah. Um, I, f- I found that funny anyway. Um, hmm. Yeah, Bully, Bully's, Bully had a really good feel to it. Like, yes. If you can get past the fact that it's called Bully and <laughs> that is the thing, it, it, it was basically mean Harry Potter <laughs> because you're going around to school <laughs> yeah, and it goes through the seasons and uh, it's very, it, it was like being in a little TV series. It, very very nicely done that game um another hotline miami although i don't know what they'd have to mix it up maybe make it first person i don't know mm. um because i like yeah hotline Miami's awesome um valkyria chronicles i like as well i don't know why yeah. that popped into my head but valkyria chronicles 5 would be good um conquers back for a day oh yes definitely Absolutely, Conquer's Bad Fur Day. That would be a really good one. Basically, bring the rare games back, and and bring the bring Campo Santo, like I mentioned last week. I think I'll probably cut that out. In fact, in the end, but I'd love a a, a new Campo Santo game like Firewatch. Spec Ops: The Line Two. Of course, of course. <laughs> Do you know what I think? More Spec Ops, more linear. That- that could potentially be really good. Like, I don't know how you do it, but you could base it sort of in modern history. Name. You could, you know, base it in, I don't know. I, I think that could work. Uh, again, something that plays with the moral ambiguity of war, but in a less, you know, oh, fuck yeah, we're the good guys. We're killing everyone, you know, done in a really good way, I think could nice. work. Um, Vampire is getting a sequel, so yeah, yeah that, that's that doesn't. Cool. 
Like, it doesn't count. Um, Assassin's Creed. I'd, I'd like an Assassin's Creed sequel, please. Well, <laughs> you've just had one, don't you? Ignore, ignoring the open world ones. <laughs> yeah, that's that makes sense. Um, yeah, I can understand why you'd why you'd say that. But um, do you think there'll ever be? Oh, Snatcher, Snatcher. That oh. would be a sequel to Snatcher would be absolutely that's amazing. The, Again, I would one, accept right. a remaster, but that's, that's just clever. Such a, that's such a good game. I'd definitely like to see some of that and a sequel <gasps> to Zombies Ain't My Neighbors. So. I can't think of any more. You'd love to see what, did you say? Sorry. A sequel to Zombies Ate My Neighbours, the SNES. Oh, right, yeah. Yep. Sort of horror B-movie shooter <laughs> kind of game. It's very awesome. Yeah, that. They're, they're, they're what I can think of off the top of my head, but I could literally do this all day where I would just think I and could do this all go day. through. <laughs> uh, in a less Captain America-y kind of way. <laughs> Yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah, right. there's, there's there's loads of games we'd love to to see some sequels to. But yeah, how about um, let us know which ones you'd like to see and and the likelihood of them coming out. And if any of you ever heard of Arcanum, you can either agree yeah. or disagree with me, and I'll shout. 